Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Mr. Money TV live on Thursday night. This is Peter. Yo, what's up, everyone? Kong Hei Fa Choi. It's Frankie here. Kong Si Fa Chai. Yeah. So Chinese New Year is looming along the corner, right? Yeah. Looming around the corner. What's up? Looming around the corner. Correct. Yeah. So, uh... In a few days' time, mm. everyone will be going back to their hometown, celebrating. Mm. Whether are they uh, Chinese, Indian, Malay, doesn't matter. Whatever race or ethnic group you are, it's gonna be a long holiday. And what happened is traffic, traffic jam. jam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good luck to those who are going back to their hometown. Yeah, for those of you who are heading back to your hometown, can you just write one for us in the comments so we know that you're one of them? <laughs> yeah, and Frankie, are you going anywhere during the Chinese New Year? Uh, I'm a KL boy, so it's the best time to stay in KL because it, it will be so quiet and peaceful and it's a time to go and That's go to all those shopping malls and all that. That's very true. Uh. That's very true. Yeah, I think Chinese New Year is one of those times that uh, on Hari Raya, you know, it's one of those times that I really enjoy KL because you get to do away with all the jams. Mm. You can look for whatever parking you want. Yeah, oh, yeah. you can just uh, go around and enjoy mm. yourself. Uh, yeah, so I, I really like this part about uh, Chinese New Year. Mm. Yeah, nonetheless, today we are not here to talk about traffic jam, right? And right. no, we are here to talk about like going back and celebrating everything. We are mm. going to talk about stocks. Yeah, looking for your own ang pao money. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, now before we go into talking about particular stocks, uh, what are some mm. of the examples that we can look at and so mm. on? Now, let's talk about this thing first, mm. right? Mm. As a as a as an investment banker in the past, right? Um, the way that you guys look at the stock market tend to be very much thematic, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. Correct. So bef- before those of you who don't understand what's thematic investing, uh, it's just more the methods of investing. Basically, the idea of thematic investing is you look at a certain theme, right? And in that overarching theme is gonna guide your investment. Uh, mm. for example, uh, during COVID time, so it's yeah, the- that's a theme. That's a team. Right. During that time, oh, glove stocks showed up very high. So that's right. That, so that's, that's one of the consequence of a thematic investment. That's right. And yeah. then let's say there's a war going on. Then, mm. yeah, then you're oil and gas stocks shot up. You mm. know, and then like also uh, weapon stocks shot up because yeah. there's more and more purchase of weapons. Mm. And CNY is just one of those teams. Mm. Right? So Frankie, in Malaysia investing, when it comes to Bursa, what are the general teams that are happening throughout the whole year that definitely got one? Like CNY is definitely one of it. Mm. Aside from CNY, what are the teams that will happen? Okay, uh, generally, this CNY, la, Hari Raya, la, Deepawali and all that, this, this, this whole year thing is considered one team. La. It is not to say CNY is one team, then Hari Raya is one team. Mm. Then the, tenu, the, the window is too short to do anything. Right. So we call this a cyclical um, a team. Right. right. So... For uh, technology stocks also have their team. For example, tech stocks tend to do well at the end of the year because people would buy Christmas presents uh, uh, to uh, give out as gifts, right? Mm. So uh, people would buy those like Apple Home, those small, small little gadgets, electronic gadgets, which are very good um, gifts to be given out during those festive festive season. So therefore, technology stocks tend to do better at the end of the year. Yep, yep. So um, for, for Malaysia's festival cycle, then of course we will have to look at consumer stocks mm. because um, as we all know, during Chinese New Year, we need to prepare for our reunion dinner. We go for house visiting and very often when we go visit our relative's house, we will bring some gifts as well. And mm. usually it's those cookies, la, uh, packet drinks la, and things like that. Mm. So these are the areas that um, you can look at um, based on 
this team. Mm, so we can say that when you actually understand the whole cycle of the market mm. and these teams that they are available, from there you can kind of have a short prediction, right? On like, what are some of the things that you may want to look at that you can mm. prepare for and how to position yourself in terms of your stock portfolio, right? Yeah. In yeah. fact, in fact, my next video, I'm going to have five teams for 2023. Wow, mm. that sounds like Joey up like that. Ah. I'm going to have five ways for you to make money in 2023. So yeah, this is not five ways to make money in 2023. It's just that um, what I think 2023 is going to pan out, then based on that, then what are the areas that you can look at? Mm. Yeah, so stay tuned to that new video. Yep, and as you know, that video is going to be uh, definitely longer than our usual video, but it's going to give you a lot of meat, mm. right? And that's how we are designing our channel to be lately, uh, where where Frankie will be doing more uh, solid video uh, that goes into deep analysis. Yeah, mm. not not too deep until one two hours, but like a brief ten to fifteen or twenty minutes kind of kind of analysis. Right. Something that's enough for you to actually guide you to make certain decisions or or mm. help you to give some. Uh, idea of what to look at mm. yeah so stay tuned for the particular video now let's go into the chinese new year itself when mm. we talk about chinese new year uh so how does it work does it like uh last time when y'all were in <coughs> investment banking as usual and even right now uh when do you start preparing for this team do you do you only prefer for the chinese new year theme near to chinese new year and if let's say near how near uh okay so we don't we well, when we say we is institutional investors, right? institutional investors don't, don't think that, oh, Chinese New Year is coming. So therefore I position for that. Like I mentioned, the window is too short. But what they would do is they would compare past Chinese New Year and then they forecast and see whether this Chinese New Year consumption is going to be better than previous Chinese New Year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So for example, this is the first year that everyone can go out again, right? So of course, everybody would take the opportunity to do house visit or whatever things that they want to do. Mm. So therefore, uh, the general expectation is that this Chinese New Year consumption is going to be a lot more compared to the past three years Chinese New Year. And because mm. of that, then you go and look back past three years Chinese New Year, how is the share price like? What is the valuation like? Then this year is going to be on steroid. Mm. Yeah, so that's, that's how they see this festive um, thematic. Mm. So do you think this year will be on steroid when it comes to spending for uh, Chinese New Year? Uh, the answer is yes and no. You see, it's very tricky. Ah. Uh, it's like feng shui. Eh? Tell you a bit, <laughs> don't tell you a bit. <laughs> Today, well, Chinese New Year, I must talk about Okay, so, so why, why okay, do you think it? Okay, uh, why yes and why yes and why no? Why yes and why no? So yes, I, yes, I explained already because this is the first Chinese New Year whereby people get to go out. So consumption, of course, will be more. But we also have the risk of a potential recession that is going ahead. So do you want to really play on this investment team for that short window at the expense of the rest of the year that, you know, the risk of a recession is high? Mm. Uh, so where is the balance between these two? Mm. So that is the tricky part of this uh, fast team investment team in 2023. Mm, mm. I see. Yeah, I think this year is going to be a pretty interesting one because number one uh, is the first time that we are able to really celebrate Chinese New Year by going out. Uh, I think most people are, are kind of like... Uh, a little bit like don't really care about the COVID thing already also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think to a certain extent, people are also kind of preparing for the Chinese to come over for visitation. Oh, and yeah. It's kind of like before, if there's going to be cases spike, which a lot of people are predicting it, mm -hmm. uh, likely is that, you know, let's celebrate now first. Uh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's for one. Now, on the other hand, right, I think uh, in China as well, 
in China as well. They they have already opened up, so people are allowed to travel and then they are allowed for visitation and so on. And so it's estimated that in China itself, there's going to be a huge celebration going on at least within families, lah. Maybe mm. not in the national scale in a sense, but within families. And we know for sure one thing: their consumption increase,、mm. and because they just open up, it means that. Probably before that, they didn't have enough time to prepare for the stocks.、Mm. So likely they'll be getting stocks from outside of their country as well.、Mm. Yeah. So、uh, how does that benefit Malaysia? Oh,、uh, there are actually a lot of consumer、um, products that are exported to China,、mm. right?、Um, like your、uh, three-in-one coffee lah, your biscuits lah, your you you know things like that. And not just Malaysia export to China; it's also China export to Malaysia.、Yep. Like your apparel and things like that, a lot of things are made in China, right? So a lot of all these trades are going on,、uh, maybe two three months before Chinese New Year.、Mm. So that would be reflected in this quarter's earnings and also next quarter's earning. So,、uh, so when we talk about this festive investment hey, team, just a moment, no audio. Hello. Hi. Sound check one two one two. Sound check. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Can you hear us? Now, if you can hear us, please write two in the comment. If you can hear us, please write two in the comment. Yeah. Hello, 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 hello. Woohoo! Oh, okay. Oh, can, can hear, hear already. Yeah. Hello. So,、right. Sorry for the. Where were we just now? Can someone tell us where were we just now by typing in the comment? Yeah. Every、yeah. time this happens, then the view drops. <laughs>、uh, but. Okay lah, never mind lah.、Uh, huh? Never mind. Yeah. You can you can listen back to this、uh, podcast in、uh, in Spotify next Monday. Yep, and we're gonna hopefully cut this part out so that、mm. then go hello hello like. Correct. Yeah. Anyway. Ah, China reopen. So apart from Malaysia exporting um some of the、uh, products to China, it's also China products、uh, imported to Malaysia, right?、Mm. So that that there has been trade that has been going on in the past few months already. So when you really want to talk about this、um, festive investment team, right? It is not just these two weeks. You have to look at two three months ago, and then all these two three months business activities will be translated into financial reports in this quarter and also next quarter. That's right. Ah,、uh, so it is a quite a long long time frame to play. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So when actually we are talking about the Chinese New Year theme, right? It doesn't really mean that it's just that. Few days before Chinese New Year and few days after Chinese New Year, but rather there is a whole period of time where preparation. Because if you actually think about it,、uh, if let's say,、uh, let's talk about ninety nine Speed Mart, right? Ninety、mm. nine Speed Mart don't start to stock their their goods like、uh, soft drinks and so on only one week before Chinese New Year.、Mm. They will start stocking it up probably about one to two months ahead of time or anyone.、Mm. Yeah, that's that's just how it goes, right? And they will slowly accumulate, and、yep. and that is. That how that's how it goes, and the the results to be reported will not reflect immediately as well. It will be、mm. reflected at the end of the month and the end of the quarter, and that's、mm. how you actually look at it. Yeah. Now, so、uh, if we are looking at this year's Chinese New Year theme, there are many things that you can look at, and naturally is to ask yourself a logic question. That's why、mm. we always tell people investing is actually logical. Mm. Mm. There's no magic in investing to a certain extent, right?、Uh, there's black swans, but not really magic.、Mm. Yeah. So that it's. Pretty logical in the sense where Chinese New Year, what do you use? What, Correct. What What are you going to spend on? Right. Naturally, the first thing will be food. Hmm. Hmm. And the food that you're going to give away to people. Correct.、Yeah? Right. And the food to stock up in your house so that when people come, got、yeah. food to eat. Yeah. And yeah. during Chinese New Year, a lot of restaurants close, so you need to prepare some food to keep at home. 
Yes. So, you know, things like that. So the first thing, definitely, you can actually say that uh, we definitely do buy one are Nestle products. <laughs> Coincide with uh, my uh, last video. Eh? <laughs> now, if you want to have a much further, much further explanation on uh, Nestle itself as a company, uh, Frankie actually did a video last week mm-hmm. that talks about Nestle itself as a company in an analysis manner. Mm. So you can go and check out that particular video. All right. Yeah. Don't worry. It's not very technical. It's for every layman to watch. So hope you enjoy it. That's right. Yeah. Mm. So. Going back into that, I think Nestle is definitely one of it. Mm. Yeah. Aside from Nestle, what other food company that we can think of? Ah, uh, so okay, like we said, it's logic, right? So apart from Nestle, Nestle is very popular for Milo lah, Nescafe lah, Maggie, these kind of things, right? The first thing that should come to mind is who are their competitors? Mm. Uh, so because if Nes- if Nescafe is selling well, then other coffees should also sell well also one right. during this period. So uh, some of the three-in-one coffees that are listed in Busa would be uh, what, uh, Power Root. Oh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Power Root would be a close comparison to Nestle in that manner. Yes. Right. So apart from that, uh, people might also stock out Biscuits. So Biscuits company, they, uh, to, uh, just to give you an example, would be like Hapsing. Ping pong, mm. ping pong crackers. You know, these are the, these are the things that people will stock up because restaurants are closed. Then maybe breakfast you have you will you will make a cup of Milo and then you dip your mm. cream mm. Crack, cracker inside. You know, things like that. That's right. I think another one that uh, that that comes in is also uh, Ori- Oriental. Oriental Group, mm. right? Oriental Group Holding, which actually owns a huge chain of uh, 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 biscuits and stuff like that. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. That's a your super ring, yes, ah, yeah, super correct, ring, correct, correct. yes, super, super ring. ring, yeah, Oriental, mm. yeah. Uh, wait, is this the correct Oriental first or not? Am I looking at the correct Oriental? Uh, no, no, this is oh, this, this is, is a different this Oriental, is a different Oriental, yeah. But but that the Oriental yeah, the that, super Oriental. ring, yeah. the super ring so, Oriental, uh, and then also another Oriental. That one, uh, Oriental Group, that one is the, the dining Oriental. The dining Oriental. Ah, that one is a restaurant business. So the restaurant uh. business. But I don't know what's the stock code. La, that one, I never look at it. Uh, mm. uh, I just heard their interview on BFM the other day with mm. the boss. Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Very, very solid CEO. Uh, mm. Yeah, he, he gave very good insights into yeah. his business. Yeah, they uh, have a, if I'm not mistaken, they have a private equity firm behind them now. Mm. Mm. So mm. that helps them to do uh, expansion to Australia and also to the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were talking about coming of a, uh, what do you call that? The Oriental Express, mm. which is an express version of their Chinese dining. Mm. Tapao yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, when we actually look at Chinese New Year, these are usually the main theme. Yeah. Mm. And another one more thing. Yeah. What do most people do who are in, what do most people who work in KL do during the Chinese New Year? They travel back. And what does that mean? Mm. What does that mean? That means <laughs> that they're going to buy bus tickets. They're going to buy... Right. Uh, they're also going to be traveling with planes and so on. Uh, Correct. So yeah. we have a bus terminal stock. Um, we also have airlines. We also have airports. Yeah. You know, all, all these things are all installed in Busan, Malaysia. So it's up to you to go and dig out and discover yep. all these names. Yep. Yep. So definitely yeah. some uh, business will be affected much more. Some business will be affected less. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, another one more thing that people pointed out here as well. They are talking about highways. Ah, uh, highway tricky. Uh. Because PMX already said that it's toll free. <laughs> so cannot collect money. <laughs> yeah. So that is one thing. You see, year in, year out, every time when there's a festive season, hmm. PM will always say they announce toll free for one day or something hmm. like that. So 
uh, it kind of like you know minus yeah. of the effect a little bit lah. Huh? Mm. Now, in terms of uh, airlines as well, it is also one thing. Uh, but uh, I guess when it comes to airlines and uh, when it comes to uh, uh, highways or those, it's not too affected by Chinese New Year to a certain extent because mm. on on a on a on the whole stock as a stock basis, right? It it the nature of it is not so much of a seasonal kind of yeah, thing, right? correct. Because yeah. they would measure it with this thing called the load factor. Mm. The load factor means, let's say for example, Air Asia got 100 planes and each plane can fit 300 people. So 100 planes times 300 is what? 30,000? So 30,000 is, is their number of seats. And let's say if they fill up 80% of the seats throughout the whole year or throughout the quarter, then the load factor is 80%. Mm. So that's how they that's how they see it. So if you look at their annual report and you see load, fa- load factor and you don't understand, now you understand. Mm. Yeah, It's yeah. the number of seats that they fill in terms of their, cop- uh, their capacity. That's right. And usually a load factor during Chinese New Year is definitely slightly higher. Uh, usually full yeah, one. Uh. Usually it's definitely higher. Yeah. yeah, but uh, also to a certain extent, there's like, it's, it's a little bit hard to predict. Because uh, why why the benefit of predicting, uh, uh, I think usually there's more fluctuation in the stock price when it comes to food beverage companies because generally the sales is already quite stable. Mm. It's not very, very like, you know, irregular. Mm. Yeah. And whether whatever thing happened also, you still drink the same amount of Coke. You still drink the same amount 100 plus. You, you know, things still are roughly the same. Mm. But unlike aircraft and whatnot, huh, there's more unpredictable stuff. Mm. Yeah. So, so therefore, it's uh, not so, not the number one thing lah. Mm. Not the number one thing, unless it is a very significant event. Like, for example, I think uh, reopening of China, preparing for tourists to come in, that's much more significant than Chinese New Year. Correct, definitely. Yeah, compared to like mm. this one. Yeah, but in terms of like China reopening, the impact is less on Malaysian uh, food and beverage stock prices. Mm. Yeah, you get the drift, right? So let's start by talking about some examples of this uh, food and beverage stock. We mm. have listed down, we have talked about Nestle. Now, firstly, before we go on further, uh, none of this is stock investment advice. So we are not telling you that these are stocks to buy. Uh. Please don't be crazy. Uh. Yeah. yeah, please do your own research. Uh, learn how to invest before you start investing. Now, we are just going to give an example of these stocks and we're going to kind of run through very briefly what are their businesses and what makes them an interesting company la, per se. Mm. Uh. Oh, so number one, Nestle. Yep. Yeah. Number two, we will definitely talk about drinks, Carlsberg. Yeah? Carlsberg, oh, yeah. definitely. Number three, Carlsberg and Henneken, uh, these two, we yes. always compare them together. Yeah. And number mm. three, we'll talk about another Sharia compliant FNN. FNN. Correct. Uh, uh, the day we have, been, we have been trying to go around shopping center looking for 100 plus, uh, mm-hmm. what happened? <laughs> so out. Also loud, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so laku, so, I tell you. Yeah, these are some of the things. So these three top brands are definitely things that are easier to talk about at this point, mm-hmm. right? So Frankie, let's talk about Nestle since you just did an episode on Nestle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, what makes Nestle, what does Nestle actually do? Mm. Yeah, and what makes it such an attractive company mm. for people or for fund managers or whatnot? Uh, okay, uh, well, for fund managers, number one is because, uh, what is it? Nestle is one of the KLCI component. So for benchmarking purposes, no need to say they, they must buy already. Mm. So that is, the, that is the first reason. The second reason is like you say, you know, if, if you're a person, if you, 
uh, how much how much Milo you drink, how much Nescafe you drink every day. It's roughly the same one. So it's very easy to predict or forecast what is their earnings going to be. So it forms a very um, easily predictable earnings and therefore it becomes a very good defensive stock. Mm. Right? So number one, for benchmarking, number two is defensive. Number three, they pay dividend. <coughs> right? They pay dividend, so that gives you a very steady income stream. The only drawback for Nestle is that it is quite expensive. Huh? It's 50 over times BE. Mm. Uh, but because people are talking about a potential recession going forward, then even though it is at 50 over times BE right now, perhaps, perhaps it is still a very good uh, a good place for you to hide your money when the market is volatile. Yep, mm. yep. Now, uh, talking about that itself, currently Nestle, their stock price is at... I think 140. Eh? Let me see. Eh, Nestle stock price. Mm. Yeah, 135. 135, yeah? okay. In fact, uh, before January itself, uh, around January, early of the year, yeah, in mm-hmm. the beginning of it, it was about 140, hit the high of 140, and then it dropped back down to 135. Mm. Yeah, In a year-to-year basis-wise, uh, it has actually, in the one-year period, it is still in the slightly higher zone. Mm. Yeah, And in the five years period, uh, Nestle has been... Still roughly the same. Yeah, still roughly the yeah. same. Yeah, The highest that it went was uh, in 2018 at 150 ringgit and now it's about here. Mm. Yeah, So generally, it's a very, very stable stock. It's one of those stocks that people hold for long term. Mm. Not, not uh, you know, to pun it. It's mm. never a stock to pun. Yeah. How to pun? Nestle is so big. Correct. It's <laughs> so big. Yeah. yeah. So it's so stable that... It just is like that, law. Uh. Yeah, it's it just is like it's a boring investment. But if you have invested in Nestle since two thousand and nine, if Nestle that time in two thousand and nine the price was twenty seven ringgit and fifty cents, mm. today five times. it's hundred and thirty five ringgit. Five hundred percent. Yeah, five hundred percent. Yeah. So if you just left your money there, didn't do anything, you would have been a millionaire. Yeah. If let's say you put in a huge amount, definitely. If mm. you put only one stock, then sorry lah, the other, huh? but still 500%. That's a, a, a very exciting growth. On top of that, year in, year out, the dividend. Yeah, mm. correct. Uh, this one doesn't take into account dividend. Yes. Now, one thing that re- makes Nestle Malaysia also really exciting is the fact that it's also the the only halal manufacturing hub for Nestle, right? Uh, it is the largest manufacturing. Uh, the largest, not the only. Yeah. Uh, the largest halal manufacturing hub in Malaysia. And Malaysia is well known for its halal food. Mm. Yeah. So naturally, if let's say uh, you are in, uh, say, Singapore or in the US or somewhere slightly further and you, you need to buy some halal Nestle product to give to your staff, there is a good amount of chance that that product actually comes from Malaysia itself. Correct. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons that it makes it really, really interesting. Mm. Yeah. So <clears throat> that is Nestle Malaysia. Now, second company that we will talk about a little bit is Carlsberg. Yeah. Uh, so Carlsberg is one of the stocks that you're much more familiar with, right? Uh, Cannot roughly. <laughs> At least more familiar than me. La. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Carlsberg. Uh, does Carlsberg have uh, non-alcoholic beverages? Uh? Got right. Now got the new got the, non-alcoholic the zero, beer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that one's Henneken. Henneken Zero. Uh, but... Oh, under the same company, right? Wait, no, Hanneken Malaysia is a different company. Carlsberg Malaysia is another company. company. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm. Yeah. So, if you actually look at that, right? Uh, when we talk about Carlsberg, mm. overall, every year during Chinese New Year, right? Does the stock really fluctuate? 
Actually, no. Why? Because like I mentioned before, you have to look at the, you need to look at the whole, the whole trend and compare it against the past. Right. And if right, the past right, right. has been the same, then actually there's no impact to the, to the share price. Ah. So what is more interesting is uh, for, for, let's say for example, Carlsberg specifically, uh, apart from looking at, at their Malaysia sales, you also need to look at Singapore because mm. Carlsberg Malaysia, uh, they export the, uh, their products to Singapore as well. Mm. So that's one. But I think the other thing that is interesting when we talk about Chinese New Year, apart from food, will be your clothes. Mm. Clothes. And uh, because, um, you know, economy is doing not so good, uh, people's income are affected. So there's a lot of down trading. Down trading mm. means um, in the past, you may be buying Uniqlo or H&M or whatever, but because your income is affected, you may go one step lower. Maybe this time around, you want to go to shop at Padini or uh, FOS, you know, that kind of store, which has a lower price range. So mm. I think in 2023, this range of apparel uh, shops is going to do much better. Mm, let's take a look at Padini stock price uh, right now. Padini Holdings, mm. three ringgit and 54 cents. So Padini is currently selling at three ringgit and 54 cents. And yes, just before Chinese New Year, you know, and stuff like that, the price actually shot up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the price actually shot up. Uh, in uh, 9th of January, the price was uh, three ringgit and 40 cents. And today it's three ringgit and 54 cents. Uh, just a few days back on Tuesday, it shot up to three ringgit and 76 cents. Now, so... Yeah. There are some of the stocks that actually you can see that it really has this thing that goes on during Chinese New Year and there are certain stocks that doesn't really. Now, mm. having said that, yeah. Carlsberg does have the 0%, I'm correct. Oh, they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's not just Heineken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yes, most of the beer companies are actually coming out with 0%. Uh, mm. but, but that's a totally different topic, right? Yep. Now, but my point is that at the end of the day, these are those kind of companies that you most people will end up looking at. Yeah. But does it mean that during this Chinese New Year is the best time to buy? Uh, no, you cannot just look at Chinese New Year and say, that, oh, they are going to do well in these two weeks. So therefore, it is a stock to buy. I think too short. Your, the site is too short. Why? But people are buying and the price is going up. Shouldn't I buy? Uh, okay, so after you drink beer these two weeks, right? Are you going to drink the same amount of beer throughout the whole year? If yes, then yes, oh. it's a buy. If you're just drinking for these two weeks, then after that, you go back to your normal life, then sorry, la, it is just a temporary spike in terms of sales for them. Right, right. Yeah, it is not right. sustainable. Right, mm. right. So therefore, it is hard to very, it is very hard to pinpoint that, oh, because Chinese New Year is good, so therefore the rest of the year will be good. Mm, mm, yeah. mm. So when you are actually looking at the thematic, uh, the theme of like buying during, uh, I mean, buying a particular stock mm. because of Chinese New Year, your position is not really a short-term position as well. No, I, I would want to look at the bigger picture, mm. the whole 2023. Now you have uh, Chinese opening up, Chinese come to Malaysia and all that, right? And actually when Chinese tourists come to Malaysia, there's one brand that they like to buy on. Mm. This brand, they have one shop in KLCC on the lower ground floor. And I, I don't want to say what brand it is, but okay, if, you go, yeah, if you go KLCC, you go lower ground floor, you will see everyone <coughs> just crowd at this one shop to buy uh, shoes. 
to buy shoes. <laughs> uh, so you know, you know which one is it, lah? So that one, that one, that one could potentially do well. And very interestingly, their valuation is quite cheap right now. Mm. Uh, but for whatever reason, it is cheap. We wouldn't go details into it. But um, the thing that I want to point out about consumer stocks is this. Now, because consumer stocks, right, most of them, they have their own brand. Like Hapsing, they have this ping pong biscuit, mm. right? Nestle, you have all the Nescafe, Milo, blah, 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 whatever. Then uh, Padini, you have Padini clothes on, right? Yeah. So the rule of thumb is this. If a manufacturing company has their own brand, their valuation typically fetch a premium mm. because there's this brand premium attached to it. Yep. So if you compare to say um, tech stocks, for example, if you if you were to compare tech stocks valuation to a consumer uh, valuation, right? Yep. Obviously, consumer valuation is going to be higher because what happens is that all these tech stocks they are just supporting the big brands like Apple, Samsung, and all mm. that. They don't have their own brand. Like what? Like you will never see Inari like appear That's on right. your That's iPhone right. one, right? So they are just a commodity producer. So these kind of stocks they typically have lower. Well, we call it discount valuation because they don't have their own brand. And, st- and manufacturing plants that have their own brand will have a premium valuation. Mm. So all these Carlsberg, uh, Henneken, uh, Hapsing, uh, if you look at their valuation, uh, generally it's around 20 to 30 times PE. Right? Mm. But this particular brand where they have the shop in KLCC one, their valuation is only like 10, 11 times only. Mm. I, I don't know why. Mm. Mm. I don't know why, but it could be a very big potential over there. La. Could be, could be, mm. yeah. Uh, especially with China opening. I think one of the very interesting thing is that this time around, when you talk about all this Chinese New Year theme, right? Mm. Uh, to a certain extent, it's quite exciting because right after Chinese New Year ends, you will likely see a bunch of Chinese tourists coming in. Yep. So again, it kind of moves that, uh, what do you call that? It kind of helped to provide a boost mm. to further sustain the, the earnings, right? Yeah, could be lah, could be. We do not know. Huh? Uh, yeah, it could be Tada also. Huh? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe after Chinese New Year, zero China tourists yeah, come Maybe in. they go Thailand, they go Singapore, <coughs> they forget to come Malaysia. Yeah, or, yeah. So don't, 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 don't simply buy stock yeah. just because of, uh, you know, you think this one in this one coming, the one coming. Huh? Mm. Uh, but my point is that I think this year is really quite exciting when it comes to the Chinese New Year team because uh, right after that, there is this uh, expectation of Chinese tourists coming in. And if you actually look at it in the past, mm, year in, year out, there's about like, more than a million tourists, right? Mm, about 1.2, 1.3 million, usually. Mm. 1.2, 1.3. Mm. So I just came out of Sabah, right? Oh, so the other day it? I was in Sabah, uh, I actually asked the people there and mm. they were telling me that uh, even right now, mm. many of the tour agencies and many of the local hotels and everything, all, they, some of them have been fully booked already, mm. right, right after Chinese New Year. Oh, wow. The numbers are coming in like crazy. Yeah. That's what they say. And even with that, uh, it's because of the government limit, like they say that they only, they, they are limiting it to 8,000, 8,000 or 2,000, I can't remember what, somewhere okay. between there, uh-huh. uh, tourists to enter in Sabani. Oh. And even with that, it's kind of like fully booked. Hmm. Yeah, so it's quite, uh, I think surely we are expecting a huge amount of tourists. Uh. Yeah. And having said that itself, now, when we talk about Chinese New Year stock, Right, mm-hmm. going back to the topic and China reopening, you know, uh, people are gonna travel here and so on. So aside from those few stocks that we talked about, uh, mm. is there anything that we should be aware of if we are gonna invest based on the Chinese New Year theme? You talked about like the overall long term position, mm. right? Uh, is there anything else that we need to be aware of? 
uh, I think the awareness should come, wait, uh, Chinese New Year is in January, right? Uh, the awareness should come around April or May. Because mm. Chinese New Year, well, again, talk like feng shui. Right <laughs> <laughs> okay, so because Chinese New Year happened in January, so January, February, March is one quarter. Mm. Then after the account closed, then the accountants need to prepare the account. So by May, they need to do their reporting. Mm. So if you expect this Chinese New Year is going to be a lot better, then all these numbers will be reported in May. And then mm. a lot of investors who already forgotten that, you know, Chinese New Year just happened three months ago, will suddenly say, wow, why, how come this quarter's earning is like double of last quarter? Mm, mm. Wow, very good. And then faster go and buy. Then it could have a very short-term knee-jerk of um, very good buying momentum in around April or May period. Right, right, right. Yeah, so that is one, one of the possible outcome that could happen uh. Mm, okay, okay. Mm. Yeah. So I, I, I'm just personally looking at the chart a little bit. Uh, this could be a little bit wrong as well, the way I look at it. I'm just trying to see, do you think that we can actually find a pattern as in like generally for a stock like let's say Heineken, maybe around January, February, the stock price will generally increase during that period of time. And then after that, you will see that a particular period will generally go down and after you see it going up again. Yeah. So do you think that there is such thing uh, there is such a thing, but because you are looking at a yearly chart, then um, the pattern, it's it's moving out already. You cannot see mm, really. Mm, you need mm. to move, look at a more short-term basis. Yep. So I'm looking at the daily chart actually at this point. Okay. Right? Uh, I don't know. Lah, huh? I don't know. Lah, huh? mm. uh, but what I do notice is from 2015, uh, in between February time, mm -hmm. yeah, all the uh, between January to February, the stock price for Heineken would go up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then it will go further up uh, for a while until about like March like that. Then in about between March to April, it tends to go down mm. uh, before it hits to a particular normalization period. Okay. Yeah, so that's for 2015. Uh, then definitely it further went down a bit and then go up a bit and stuff mm. like that. Lah. Then when you look at 2016, the same thing between January to February to, yeah, to February, it also went up. Yeah, mm. it also went up. I mean, within that frame of yeah, very very short, very short frame. Eh? Yeah, very I'm short not talking frame. about like the price last year is higher and this year that kind. Of, I'm just talking about that frame between January to February. There is usually a slight uptrend. Mm. Then after that, between March all the way until April, there's generally a short downtrend, which subsequently followed by a slight uptrend again. Mm. Yeah, and then after that, it just normalizes, and then definitely uh, by August, then announcement, yada yada, then it went up lah, right? Doesn't matter. So that's 2016. 2017. Uh, same thing. Yep. Also. We see the same pattern again. Yeah. Doing that. And then moving up between March to April, it goes down again. Mm -hmm. And then again, it shoots up and then kind of normalize. Go up, go down, go up, go down, go up, go down. Then we look at 2018. We see the same pattern again. Mm. Yeah. And then 2019, we see the same pattern again. Yeah. Now, it will be interesting to see 2020 and 2021. Yes, and again, in, after March onwards, it mm. either kind of goes down a little bit and then kind of like after that shoot up. Uh, so we have seen that all the way until 2019 and 2020, the same thing happened. The only difference is that uh, right after February, it crashed all the way down la, because uh, of COVID. La. Correct. <laughs> and it's subsequently, yeah, subsequently in 2021, uh, the same thing happened again. Oh, wow. Despite lockdown. Yep. 2022, also the same. Same thing happened yeah. again. So, 
So it's, 2023 um, looks like the same pattern is trying to form, yep, right? Yep. It has a small little spike over there. Yep. yep. Then the question would be how high it can go. Yeah, right? will it go until like higher in February and then drop only in March onwards? So kind of like we look at just these few years, uh, it tells you that between January all the way until end of February, it mm. kind of go up and it kind of coincides with the Chinese New Year period. Mm. Yeah, and right after March, it kind of dies down. Mm. Yeah, I think what happened is that I'm not really sure. Maybe people who like saw the stock price go up, then go in, then they don't have a plan after they sell. So there's a slight consolidation. Mm. And right after April itself, it tends to go up yep. because result announcement. Mm. Yeah, then it tells you that, hey, you know, things are going to be good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Result actually announced only three months later. Mm. <laughs> you start buying again. <laughs> yeah, but kind of like uh, there seems to be that is the pattern for Heineken. Now, and that's the fun thing about investing if you actually look at stocks that are very stable. Because generally, you can see a pattern. Mm. Yeah, and understanding this pattern itself has the potential to, to give you some guides on investing. Now, I'm only looking at between 2022 all the way back until 2015, right? I never look behind further, uh, so don't take my word for it. And definitely these are, uh, what do we call these? These are, these are, these are, technical analysis. Uh, these are technical analysis kind of thing. And uh, technical analysis means no matter how good, also 60% any. Mm. Yeah. So don't, you know, don't take my word yeah. for it. But generally, that's the thing. Now, this is how you actually look at things as well. Now, if you actually look at uh, the other stock that I want to talk a lot, little bit about is actually Malaysia Airport, right? Mm. Mm. When you look at Malaysia Airport, right, uh, I think it's quite interesting because Malaysia Airport has just gone to this particular position where Chinese New Year is one thing, but more importantly is, uh, you know, China is opening up. Uh, mm. So the price actually shot up quite a lot within the last uh, last month itself. I think about 16% mm. Mm, ever since the announcement was made. And right now, it's actually sitting in this uh, this uh, resistant level that is not a very strong resistant, I would say. And potentially, it could go up, but let's see where it goes. Yeah. But I would say, no matter what, if there's no more Black Swan, the business will normalize. lah. And mm. normalized meaning that it's going to go back to pre-COVID levels. Mm. Yeah. So I think a good way of you measuring it is actually to look at pre-COVID levels. If let's say the world is operating like normal, what do you think the airport earning is going to be? And that is the way that you want to do your valuation to a certain extent. Now, again, this is not buy advice. Yeah, because it doesn't mean that pre-COVID you should be buying it at seven ringgit and 20 cents. Mm. That's not what I mean. I'm saying that look at the data and ask yourself the question, should should you invest or should you not? Mm. And one of the easiest way to think about uh, to predict the earning or to predict the earnings and the revenue of the company is actually to look at pre-COVID level because that's the normalized level in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you, because you, we are you, playing a catch-up game right now. You definitely cannot use this as an investment advice because we never even dealt with the valuation of the stock, mm. right? This price could be very, very expensive, right? Which yes. which, uh, which um, maybe investors are starting to sell already. Yeah. So yeah, yes, the catalyst is there, but you need to do more homework. That's right. That's only right. decide whether you want to buy That's or you right. want to sell. Yeah. So uh, what we mean by like pre-COVID is simply assuming all the fundamentals are the same, everything is the same. Mm. Then you are just predicting based on that. 
Yeah, but again, it's not the full picture. You want to be a little bit more careful when it comes to investing. Uh, nonetheless, <coughs> nonetheless, uh, I believe we are soon organizing our stock investing bootcamp, right? Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who will be interested in uh, joining us in the stock investing bootcamp, I think we have created a waiting list uh, the other day. Uh, no, oh no, no waiting list. Uh, okay, never mind. You'll just write one in the comment if you are interested. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so if you guys are planning to learn more about stock market and so on, then you can actually think about joining us. But nonetheless, having said that, uh, mm. I wonder, aside from Chinese New Year, because Chinese New Year is just that few things, Anila. Huh? Mm. But let's talk a little bit about the overall market in 2023. Currently, right now, the market is quite green, mm. right? And uh, even Bitcoin went up to about 20K. Mm, more than that. Whole stock market all went up already. Yep. And then it's like like as if all the worst has passed. Mm -hmm. mm. But what are your thoughts on this? Do you think this rally will last? I I think the worst is beginning. <laughs> <laughs> the worst is beginning. Uh well, why okay, first of all, why I think the market is green is because throughout the whole 2022 has been a disaster year. Right? No matter which month, which day you buy stock, you will lose money on. Right and 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 the thing about investment is whatever goes down must come up. Mm. So after three hundred and sixty-five days of depression, it needs to explode a bit, right? So this, I would think this this period of time is a technical rebound, and more so that all these traders want to take this opportunity to do that technical rebound is because the US has been reporting quite encouraging number, mm. uh, number in terms of inflation number. Inflation seems to be slowing down. It seems that whatever interest rate that they have increased is showing effect. Mm. But we also need to look at other factors as well. Ma. When we look at oil prices, right? Instead of coming down, right? It is actually going back up again. Mm. Why potentially is because China is reopening. Uh, China has reopened and all these people are coming and all that. So the demand for oil and gas is increasing. So on one hand, Everyone is trying to tame inflation, but China is encouraging inflation. So it makes it very hard for central bankers around the world to, to adjust this situation. So mm. do, I interest, do I increase interest rate or not at this point? It's already very high, but China is doing all these things that triggers me to make it even higher. That's right. If it's even higher, then all the economies may go into recession. But mm. at the same time, you have this inflation going on. So are we going into a stagflation period? Are we going to a recession period? It's very hard to say. So I think after this round of rally, then people will start to realize that, hey, actually things are not so good. In fact, that they don't know which company, Microsoft is laying off like, like what? 100,000 people mm. or 10,000. Amazon also laying off. Yeah, correct. So you see more and more people are losing their job. It's not going to look good in 2023. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So... Personally, I also have this thought that uh, I think this rally is generally a short period thing uh, because uh, I think generally near Chinese New Year, the stock market go up. And yeah, that, that's just how it goes. I don't know why. Maybe because Chinese got money, you know? So then when they put the money in just to look better a bit uh, for mm. my portfolio, uh, like that, just to boost it up. Never know. Uh, huh? I just simply say any of this one. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, my point is that <clears throat> I think the market is excited over very short-term news and we are not really sure about what is going to happen next. Now, you will only really know what's going to happen when things uh, settles down. It's going to normalize. Just like uh, previously when we opened every revenge span, you know, everything all. And then after it just normalizes. Then mm. when it normalizes, then you will come to a point of asking yourself, 
uh, is this gonna last and where is it gonna go? So, um, while I am pessimistic a little bit, but not as pessimistic as last time, I would say. Oh, okay. Uh, not as pessimistic as I was in uh, November. Mm. Yeah, slightly more upbeat now. So, so what changed the thought over these three months? Uh, I think China opening up the economy was one huge factor. Oh, because yeah. we we kind of expected China to open up only like maybe middle of this year. Mm. Yeah, but suddenly they wow they just open up. Now again, there lies a black swan, which is will there be an infection? Will there be higher rates, and how high will it be? Mm. Mm. I think that will be the number that everyone is watching. If if during this search of COVID, uh, did sorry during this search of uh, tourists, the COVID search is not that bad and it doesn't affect people's lifestyle, mm. then I think the normalizing won't be that bad. Then it could be seen as a time to position yourself further. Yeah. But if let's say the COVID search is very bad, then that's another question to ask. Mm. Whether they want to lock down again or how? Yeah. 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 But really if let's say know. there's none, then well, we are just beginning to normalize and that means that it's just going to be a longer term of, uh, what do you call that, consolidation. Mm -hmm. But as usual, consolidation simply means it's the time to slowly accumulate it. Mm. That, that's the idea behind it. So uh, if like for myself like that, I would start positioning myself even now, but bits by bits again. Mm. Yeah. So again, the strategy didn't really change. It's just a little bit more positive. Yeah, that's okay. as much as it is for me. Okay, Pro yeah. provided nothing else happened. Uh, yes, provided yeah. nothing else happened. And by uh, hopefully by by Q3, Q4, then hopefully if everything good, then there's triggers to actually trigger the economy up again. Yeah. Uh, but again, there lies the biggest tension in the history is again, Russia-Ukraine war and mm. also the chip war between US and China. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that well, would be the two biggest factor that that still we need to keep an eye on. Yeah, that makes sense because if everything is okay in Q two, Q three that period, then we will go back to our usual um, events. Yes, whereby in Q three typically you have new Apple launches. Then everyone will start be thinking, oh, so how many iPhones you're going to sell? You know, all these yep, kind of things will yep. come out. Then from there, they will start to forecast how many chips <laughs> will be sold. Then it will blah, 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 trigger down to Malaysia and. Correct. how much Malaysian tech stocks will benefit correct, from that. Correct. So the cycle will become normal again if no more black swans uh, yeah, yeah. around. Because if you actually think about it, if China tourists were to come back, right, and then the, the search of COVID is bearable, uh, hmm. is bearable, right? It means things are going to continue as is, which means now you can predict the earning already. Hmm. Uh, once you can predict the earning, then the money will start flowing in. Nah, that, that's just how it works. Yeah, and so the question is that is there going to be another black swan and, and the rates of black swan is slowing down. Again, even Russia-Ukraine war, you can see it's taming down mm. as much as like Vladimir Putin is saying a lot of things, but it's taming down a lot already actually. Not, yeah. not much that's being said. Already. It's kind of like a silent stop war kind of feeling. Mm. Yeah, although there's still war going on, but I think like he's not that aggressive in the media side, or maybe it's just his strategy, like we will never know. Mm. Uh, uh, China, on the other hand, has uh, sort of uh, in the front, take a step back 
in their dealings with US mm-hmm. in the sense of like they were willing to like okay I'm fine with you like that yeah mm. uh, and don't want to raise up the tension further so uh, you can see a lot of uh, things are kind of heading in the a good direction uh. mm. but nonetheless the fundamental change is still the fact that many companies are starting to reshore yeah, that will still be a fundamental change in the whole world's mm. uh, supply chain, uh, which could affect the whole stock valuation thing again. Yeah. Uh, so under this volatile situation, right? One, one strategy that you all can um, consider is to hedge your portfolio. Now, what, what, what do I mean by hedging a portfolio is that, let's say, for example, uh, if you expect oil and gas prices is going to go up because of all these uh, China tourists, blah, 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 like on that, oil and gas is going to go up, right? Then if oil and gas prices is going up, then of course you buy oil and gas stock, right? So you buy oil and gas stocks. But to hedge against that position, then maybe you want to find another story which say maybe towards the end of the year, the economy may not be so good, there's a recession, people stop traveling. Mm. I sell airports, I sell airlines. So Mm. I buy oil and gas, but I sell airlines, I sell airports. So you have this hedging. So no matter the economy goes which direction, right? You are quite okay. You neutralize that impact. Yeah. So that's all we have to say about uh, Chinese New Year stock and 2023. What are some of the things to look at? Today's topic is uh, rather a little bit more towards the fun side. Yeah. Mm. So just to keep the, the, the situation more relaxed and not too heavy before Chinese New Year. And yeah. next week, we're going to take a break because oh, yeah. of Chinese New Year. Because of Chinese yeah. New Year, correct. And after that, we are going to come back and we are going to be doing more topics about stock investment, investing, uh, business, and so on and so forth. Uh, now, nonetheless, just a very quick one. On the 24th of December... February. Oh, yeah, sorry, December. <laughs> on the 24th, 24th of, of February. February, yes. <laughs> we will be organizing a SME event. Uh, for those of you who are entrepreneurs or for those of you who own a small, medium enterprise and you would like to learn more about business, how to survive through 2023, what are some of the opportunities available, we welcome you to join us for this particular event. It is an event that we are organizing together in NextUp Asia, the largest uh, startup and entrepreneurial groups in Malaysia. And yeah, the Alliance founder Bank. is also Ted uh, KL. Ted uh, KL, yeah, license holder. Yeah. yeah, they call them license holder. And also in collaboration with Alliance Bank. And in that event, we are not the speakers, don't worry. We, uh, the people who are going to be speaking in these events are going to be on seasoned entrepreneurs. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think some of the people that we're looking at uh we, I, I, I probably shouldn't reveal the names first. Yeah, shouldn't yeah. reveal so the names. So we are still in the midst of confirming uh, 100%, 110%. Yeah. But generally, it's going to be seasoned investors. Uh, we're going to touch a little bit about taxations as well. We're going to touch about how to turn your business around, how to mm. scale your business, and how to actually even raise funds. Mm. Right. So these are the questions that we'll be talking about. So do welcome to join us on that day. Uh, sign up via the QR code yeah, or either via the link. And at the same time, hopefully you get to meet some new business owners and other business owners and get to network and build a better connection. Hopefully it brings you business as well. So that is our event on 24th of February, 2023. And it's going to be in the morning part, 8.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Mm. Yep. So see you guys there. Yeah. And right now, uh, talking about Chinese US stock, we have come to an end about it already. Are you going to do Q&A today? No. Yep. We're going to do a quick 
Q&A. Mm. Yeah, for 15 minutes and then we are going to end the session. So, okay. any questions? First question, Mr. Money, will, will no OPR increase any impact to tomorrow's stock market? Uh, I think it's with no OPR increase, <laughs> la, I think. Oh. With no OPR increase, any impact to tomorrow to to the stock market tomorrow. Tomorrow. Huh. Mm. If if OPR doesn't increase, la, will it affect our stock market tomorrow? Right. Okay. Um I think it's neutral because um, actually half or more than half of the economies are actually expecting no hike anyways. But uh, the thing is um, whether the next meeting will Bank Nagara increase interest rate or not. So the risk is still there. So this time around, it's a relief that there's no hike on the OPR rate. But, you know, you still need mm. to be careful. Mm. But I think what happened generally, a rule of thumb uh, could be wrong, could be correct. I think most people will say, especially punters, are, right? Mm. They will be like, oh, OPR is not increasing, so maybe things are favorable. Then maybe bank stock will go down a little bit. That kind of correct, idea. correct, correct. Yeah, okay. so... But but not we say huh? Not we say Yeah, from from the Malaysian context, right? Actually, I would want OPR to increase because when OPR increase, it's good for banks. But I don't want the US to increase interest rate mm. because if US interest interest rate, it is going to affect uh, companies like Apple, Google, and that kind of thing, and it will trigger down to Malaysia mm. and it will hit our Malaysian tech stocks, which is no good. So yes, if me personally, I I hope. Bank Nagara increased interest rate, but they didn't. It's fine. I think they are going to increase interest rate at least one time this year. Right? So, hopefully, in the next meeting or so. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, generally, that is what you can expect. Yeah. So, if let's say there are certain stocks that are overvalued simply because of the increase of interest rate, yeah, then you may want to be careful. That's all. Mm. Oh, yeah. Based on historical data during the festive season, will people invest or spend? Ah, let me ask you a question. During festive season, does more money go out from a pocket or come in? <laughs> go out one hour or come in. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, festive season is a season to celebrate. So people celebrate, they spend. I don't think people celebrate by investing, am I right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, lo. so uh, I think it's quite clear. La, huh? right. Most people end up spending. Yeah, so... Next thing, uh, may I know which financial institution Bajakop is trying to acquire? <laughs> ah, let me call uh, Tantri Vincent. <laughs> if I know, I would be the CEO already, yeah. right? If I know, mm. I'll be king already. Your thoughts on public bank in the next three months? Oh, this is a really exciting one. Uh, uh, ah. uh, mm, EPF have, have been increasing their stake in public bank. That's one. Number two is, uh, you know, me personally expecting Bank Nagara to increase rate um, at least one time in 2023. So all these are good news for banks, not just public bank is generally yep, yep. for banks. So I think that is generally the trend for public bank also in the next three months. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Yeah. So I think uh, another thing is that you may also want to ask yourself this question. Uh, do you see more people buying properties nowadays? Mm. Mm. Yeah. The loans growth. If the loan if the loan growth in the next three months is good, then uh, public bank will do well also. Yep. Anyway, right now their P ratio is actually fourteen point three nine with a dividend yield of three point six nine percent based mm. on their stock price, right? Market cap eighty three point twenty seven B. Yeah. So their highest in uh, two thousand and eighteen was uh, five ringgit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that time they weren't 
they haven't they split haven't their split stock yet. yet yeah and uh, today is a uh, four ringgit twenty nine cents. Mm. Yeah, so those who actually invested in it during the COVID pandemic period, then you would have seen a good amount of earnings. Yeah, I think uh, I bought it, but I sold it also in twenty twenty one. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay, I made money lah, but like mm. you know, like yeah. Anyway, that's about it for public bank. Next question. <coughs> Ah, Tong Kui Ong will, will be, be PB, PB shareholder. Oh, That's a question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You have to ask him. Yeah, do you think it's a good or bad news if he becomes a shareholder? Shareholder. Do you think? Oh, yo, you're asking me to answer that question. Ah, uh? uh, do you want to answer? Oh, uh, I'm not Tong Kui Ong, so so. Yeah, so no, I, that, I, that's why I, <laughs> I'm thinking like, I don't know how to answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So mm. uh, actually, it's a little bit hard to say because honestly, when it comes to this, number one it involves a particular specific person that Correct. we do not know personally. Correct. So for us to give any form of uh, opinion, especially in the open public, it's not fair. Correct. Yeah, and it's too dangerous. Mm. Yeah. So I think the next question is, uh, what do you think about healthcare sector in this 2023? I think healthcare sector is quite interesting because it went mm. all the way up and then it went all the way down. Mm. Yeah. So... Uh, I think aside from glove stocks, there's also hospital and stuff like that, IHH mm. and things like that. Uh, what are your thoughts about healthcare sector investing in 2023? Uh, that day, day we went to an investment event. Uh, there were presentation by BlackRock. There was yep. also a presentation by Allianz. Yep. And both of them have very same narrative. Mm. The world is becoming an aging population planet. Yep. So more and more people are getting old. When people are getting old, you need more healthcare support. Mm. So therefore, healthcare sector is a booming sector in a long, long term um, tenor. So you're talking about maybe the next 100 <coughs> years, if you buy healthcare stocks, generally your children, your grandchildren will be able to benefit from the investment that you make today. Yeah. So uh, this is true. Uh, in every single country, the mm -hmm. population is aging. And uh, uh, when we talk about healthcare stock, uh, definitely you are looking at something that's more stable. Mm -hmm. yeah, people don't suddenly, a lot of them get sick at the same time, uh, only during, uh, put it this way, good news for healthcare stock is a bad news for humanity. Mm. Yeah, so generally it's like, uh, you, know, you know, it's hard to predict. Yeah, so that's number one. But number two, uh, definitely healthcare stock generally also provides a pretty good uh, stability. Yeah, I would say stability. Yeah, that's one thing. Now, but in healthcare stock, when it comes to Malaysia wise, it's quite boring. There's only that few things. Only two, only. You know? uh, KPJ uh, and uh, IHH. Yeah, KPJ, IHH, and then after that, Glove. Mm. Right? So these are a few things that you look at that's really, really significant kind of healthcare companies. But if you look at the US side, then ah, that's the interesting part. Mm, you have yes. pharmaceutical, you Correct. have a lot of things. Actually, Malaysia has also got pharmaceutical mm. stocks, but we don't have those proprietary drugs. It's distributor. It, correct. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like, it's like the brand thing, like mm. you mentioned just now. So having said that, so if let's say you have, the, you have access to US stocks, right? Yeah, and if you like invest in US stock, you can use uh, this interactive broker, you know, just check out the link there. Yeah. Uh, having said that, US stocks, yeah. If you really want to look at something exciting, you got to look at pharmaceutical companies. Mm. Yeah, but but uh, to analyze and study pharmaceutical company is a whole different ballgame. It's very unique. You need to be able to access to research and understand what are the research that are in their pipeline and at what stage. And you need to have a good understanding of... Uh, 
pharmaceutical IP registration. Yeah. Because it's all about that. Mm. It's literally all about that. Yeah. If you don't have that part, it's going to be difficult. And number two, it takes years before you can see result. Yeah. So for example, if they want to develop a particular drug, the COVID period took about one year to develop vaccine. That's like miracly fast already. Okay. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't and approval, the approval also miracly fast because yes. this is a pandemic. That's right. But usually it's not like that. Usually, usually at least three years. Yes. Yeah. So you will be looking at a lot of backlogs. Mm. It means that today if you want to know whether this particular health uh, pharmaceutical company is doing well or not, you need to be aware of what was approved five years ago in the sense of like there's in the research stage, mm. past the clinical or whatnot, and then you need to predict. Now, so there's good, there's bad. Uh, you need to learn more, you need to predict more, but it gives you time. Mm. Yeah, it gives you time. Yeah, the more you read, the more you're able to understand that better. The time frame is rather long as well. Yeah, when they announce, I already have this, then oh, too late, Eddie. Sorry. Yeah. But generally, you need to know what this company is researching earlier. Mm. And, and that means access to information. Yeah. So yes, over a long run, I think healthcare stock in terms of pharmaceutical is really a very exciting place to look at. It's really a very, very exciting place to look at. Mm. And there goes with genetics as well. Uh, and I think one of the people that you can really follow to actually know more about this area is actually uh, um, Katie Wood. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I mean, it's true, true. She... One of her area of study that she, one of the area of investment that she's really interested in is mm, biotech. Eh? Yeah, biotech, mm. innovative healthcare, mm. right? Yeah. Fair enough. So she is the one who have a lot of information about what are the pharmaceutical things that are in the market, you know. So okay. listen to her podcast and stuff mm -hmm. uh, just to look for those information will be a very good one. Nonetheless, her position is always, like she say, very long term. So it suffers from very bad volatility. So when market is good, you're going to worship her like a queen. Market is bad, you're going to say that she's shit. That's mm -hmm. just how it goes. Now, uh, next question here. If US stock gives out dividend, do we get tax? Yes, withholding tax. Mm. Yeah, 30%. Yep. And finally, uh, the last question is Sunway Group. I don't know what kind of question. It's more of a statement. Mm. Yeah, but I guess generally Navin is trying to ask, uh, what do you think about Sunway Group? Uh? Mm. Mm. So <laughs> Sunway Group. Uh, okay. But I think one thing interesting to highlight is that recently there's been talks that says that Sunway Medical is going to be split out and listed. Uh, not sure because they have, they have one vehicle whereby they can straight away monetize which is to put it into their read, Sunway read. Mm. So, but if you want to say they want to split it out and spin off and do a separate Sunway medical listing, that then it really depends on what Jeffrey Chow wants to do. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, it's still a lot of talks. Uh, huh? We mm. do not know, you know, we are not in Sunway group, uh, but definitely we know that it is, it is a, uh, a very good money-making business for him at this point. Mm. Yeah, uh, definitely we spoke to certain people within Sunway. They have mentioned the uh, uh, Tantri's attitude towards Sunway Medical and Sunway uh, Education. It's his baby. That's what they say. So I, when I heard people are talking about it, maybe going listing, I was a bit shocked and like not sure whether is it real. Mm. Yeah, 
So that's my thoughts about it. Lah, huh? mm. Mm. Well, these two businesses give very good um, steady income. So it is a way to actually mitigate the risk whereby, you know, you build a house, you sell a house and then game over. That's it. No more ways for you to milk that money from that piece of land. But if you go into education, if you go into healthcare, it's a recurring income. So I think, yes, correct. Most likely is his baby, but whether he want to let go that baby or not, um, nobody knows. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the, the thing that they said about it being his baby also is because mm. not just the cash flow side, mm. but he really feels that these two assets that he has are really assets that are building the community. Ah. Uh, it's really contributing to the world. Mm. Yeah. So he feels that it is like, but that's what other people say. I don't know. Uh. Other people say, uh, mm. I don't work with him. So I really do not know. But the point is that he, he loves what the business is doing, not just on the profit end. Uh. Yeah. So next question by Andrew Lee. I, I like this question. It's a very daring question. And mm. uh, which is, since geopolitical risk is unavailable, what do you think about investing in defense stock like Lockheed Martin? Mm. Now, I think when it comes to this particular topic, uh, because it's a non-ESG thing. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people don't really want to talk about it. Correct. A lot yeah. of institutional investors will not look at this stock. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It will not look at this stock. But is it profitable as a company? Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 So it really comes down to your personal uh, reasons of investing. Because let's put it this way. If you're going to expect the stock price to shoot up significantly, then... You, you have one very big group of investors that are not participating to push up the stock price, mm. which are ESG, you know, because there's such a strong ESG mandate. Mm. Mm. So even if like the season is going to be very good and the war suddenly comes, I have strong doubts that a lot of fund management company will participate to, to push up the stock price. No, they would rather not earn that money and Correct. just let it go. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, so so end of the day, you'll be like holding it. Yeah, earn a lot of money. You wait for dividend, no? I don't think they will yeah. give dividend also. So, <laughs> so that's the question, no? Yeah, you have to ask yourself, oh, is it mm. worth all? Uh, oh, uh, the next thing is with China producing their own glove line, will it be possible for Malaysia glove industry to be sidelined in the number two spot? I think we did talk about this in our previous episode. Mm, yeah, but right. uh, just to recap a little bit, um, long term, yes. Uh, short term, no. And uh, not just China producing their own glove lines, but the US is also producing their own line. So where will Malaysia be? Number three, number four, number five? Nobody knows. But why no in the short term is because just now you mentioned about pharmaceutical. One of the challenges is that they need to register the product with the FDA, right? After you get that approval, then only hospitals will buy from you and Yep. If not, no chance hospital is going to buy from you. So when all these Malaysian companies suddenly say that, oh, property not doing well, then I'm going to open glove plant. Because mm. the gloves that they produce will not be able to sell because they don't have FDA approval. So that was already the first red flag, but maybe because a lot of investors still wanted to ride on that wave, so they still went on. Um, anyway... It's going to be the same for China and US when they build all these new glove manufacturing plant. They need to go through that FDA approval process, which typically takes two to three years like we discussed just now. So maybe maybe next five years later, then somebody is going to replace Malaysia. Yeah. So but, 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 but having said that, not many people have the real capability to do a good glove, good medical glove. So when you talk about China building their own line and US doing their own line, 
maybe it's Malaysian companies going there to set up their plant. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that you also have to remember when it comes to Malaysia Glove Company, their current position, right? The current position of Malaysian Glove Company is out in the whole world, six out of 10 gloves are produced in Malaysia. Yep. Yeah. And when you talk about Malaysia dominance in the glove industry, healthcare glove, huh, it's not three out of 10, you know, it's six out of 10, right? Mm. Six out of 10 means 60%. Mm. Yeah. So for it to go from 60% to number two, I think it's going to take quite a long time. Yep. It's going to take quite a long time. But will the market share reduce? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Right? But will it become number two? Uh, I have doubts that it's going to happen in the near future. Mm. Uh, but certainly, as we have mentioned earlier, I think the glove industry is at a place of uh, re-evaluating. Yeah. So I, I personally think that a lot of... Uh, institutional investor also is kind of like, just chill lah. Let's see what are the new valuation methods or parameters are going to be first. Mm. Because you don't know when US create their first glove manufacturing and uh, China also going much more into it, how much they can produce? How good is it going to be? They don't have raw material. Yeah. There's no, there's no, uh, what do you call that? There's no, uh, data to really, really help you to evaluate yet at this point. Mm. Yeah. So everything is a bit on the prediction side, right? Nonetheless, you have to also understand that uh, even if when there is small glove manufacturing that's going to be existing in the world, they are the supply chain side for the glove in Malaysia, glove company supply chain side could end up benefiting. Mm. Yeah. Like, for example, a certain company that provide the mold for the glove. Mm. Yeah, right. ah, CK's favorite. CK's <laughs> favorite. Yeah. So those kind of company, because I can go to those company and ask them for expertise on how to build. Eh? Mm. So I may end up engaging a Malaysian company. Yeah. So you want to pay attention to this particular sector because suddenly now these companies who, are, who used to only supply to the Malaysian Taiko have more option to sell to. Mm. Yeah. And so it could be a good position for them. Correct. Yeah. Totally agree. So those are some of the hidden gems that you may want to uh, look out for. Mm. And that is how you can kind of hitch yourself a little bit in the Malaysia glove industry. Mm. Yeah. So that's all about it for tonight. Yep. Yeah. Oh, happy Chinese New Year to everybody once again. Uh, all right. Happy Chinese New Year, Kung Si Fa Chai. Uh, and once again, if you need to invest in a US stock, uh, you can actually check out Interactive Brokers because they are definitely one of the most secure in the market. Mm. Yeah, And they've been there for very, very long. They are they respect Malaysian law, so they're never going to catch out before, uh, yeah, even though they exist for so long. And their and, rates are quite competitive. Yes, and they're regulated in Singapore itself. Mm. Yeah, So these are things. And the part... That I like best is the fact that you can buy fractional share. It means that even if you only have 50 USD, you can also buy a stock, regardless of whatever price the stock is. Mm. Yeah, so you can buy it by fraction. Now, so uh, one more time, on the 24th of February, we'll be organizing a SME event for entrepreneurs. So for those of you who are running a business or who are keen to run a business and want to learn how to start and hear from experienced and seasoned business owners and entrepreneurs and also network, mm. do come and join us in this SME success mm. event in uh, 2023. 
If so, you have a very great business idea and all you are lacking is just funding and all that, you will also learn something from this uh, mm. uh, physical event as well. So don't miss this opportunity. All right. So see you guys. Happy Chinese New Year. Yeah. See you guys in two weeks time. 